I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Every so often, a very lucky candidate from the outside is selected for admission to this hallowed institution. It's happening. This is it! This is real! We've been expecting you. The School for Good and Evil, where the true story behind every great fairy tale begins. The School for Good trains the heroes. The School for Evil, the villains. You're trying to tell me that Snow White and Cinderella and Jack and the Beanstalk were real? Our graduates live the very real events, which become the stories. That change the world. Is there a This is all I've ever wanted, Aggie. I can't settle for an ordinary life. Not as it seems the universe we knew. But we don't belong here. Oh dear. You must be lost. That is an understatement. Future heroes and villains. The time has come for you to admit which side you're on. I'm tired of being pathetic, little Sophie. You can be more than you ever dreamed you could be. Into another world. 
Hi, Sinead. Oh, hi, Paul. How are you getting on? I'm very good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. And firstly, I want to say congratulations on what is sure to be another hit movie. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this last night. I'm a big fairy tale fan as well. But with this, I feel like it's like all the best parts of the fairy tales we know and love, but darker, more edgier. I feel it's like, you know, if Cinderella went into the upside down. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sinead. That, that, you know what? That, that is now my new favorite description of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Now, and you know, from from the outright, you know, comedy like in Bridesmaids, obviously the spy movie genre, the buddy cop movie, the crime thriller, and now the world of fairy tales. I think you really like to mix things up, Paul. Like I never would have guessed that you would have made a movie in the fantasy genre. You know, what what sort of drew you to this? Well, it was all the script. I mean, you know, I, I'm really, you know, I, I am trying to work my way through genres because it's fun. I, there's so many kinds of movies I want to make, and it, it's fun to kind of go into one and, and put your spin on it. But I, I don't do anything unless I'm really drawn to the story and the characters. And, you know, I, when I was sent this script, before I even read the books, I, I just loved the two leading ladies. I thought I thought that those characters were really great. It's about their, you know, female friendship, which is my favorite subject to do movies about. And then it's just a great meditation on, on good and evil, you know, know for for today's world that's so divided and we're so look at each other as being either good or evil and it's like it's just a nice fun way to remind people look we're all in this together we're we're not all one thing we are you know we are just humans I love that about this because like, yeah, we said there, you know, it's not about sort of one, you know, all being good and the other all being bad. There's a real mix that goes on here in this. And, you know, something that you've, you've, you've kind of alluded to already, and it's something I really admire in your work, is you love to tell stories with strong female characters at the centre. And, and here it's no different. You know, all the female characters are extremely complex. They're layered. And not to spoil too much, but there's no damsels in distress really here, Paul, which is refreshing to see. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, yeah, that's what I love is this really turns it on its head. You know, and, and the, you know, kudos to Soman who wrote the books because he just created these really strong characters. But yeah, you know, I, I really, I, I love anything that is a three-dimensional portrayal of, of women, you know, because it, it, it happens so infrequently. I mean, it, it's, it's been getting a little better over the last few years, but, but still, you know, that's all I kind of am searching for with stories to, you know, to find great roles for the, all the great actors. I know. Yeah, what a cast you have uh, here of, of absolutely amazing actors. I mean, you have Charlize Theron in there, Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne's in there, Sophie Caruso and, and Sophia Wiley. Like, they're the two leads. They're working so, so well. They have this excellent chemistry. And, you know, as we say, both of them had to kind of play elements of light and elements of dark. Did you, did you see a lot of people for the main roles or had you got these guys in, in mind from the start? Well, Sophia Ann Caruso, who plays Sophie, I saw her on Broadway in, in Beetlejuice. Um, a few oh, years great. before this project yeah. came to me. And I remember just going like, I, that young woman is so talented. I need to put her in something. But I had no idea what it was going to be. So then when I read this project, it was like, and first glance, because she played a very gothy character in, in the play, it was like, oh, she should be Agatha. And then I was like, you know what? No, I think she would actually be great as Sophie because she has to go through so many different changes and transitions. And, she, you know, she she's a very sometimes misguided character. And, and I just yeah. knew that, that Sophia Ann could could handle that and then you know we I auditioned a lot of people for the Agatha role but when I saw um, you know Sophia Wiley I didn't even know that she's kind of really well known from High School Musical and all that I just thought she was really a great actress and um, 
and and so yeah, so I cast her, and then was told, oh, you know, and she's actually very popular and has six million followers on TikTok. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that helps. <laughs> so, but you know, she's just so they, they were so professional. I mean, you know, it's when you work with young people, you, you never quite know what you're going to get. I've been very lucky over the course of, of the years, but they really surprised me more than I think anybody I've worked with at that age because they were so dedicated and so strong. Oh, totally. And, and it comes across so well. Like, I'm so excited to see what they're going to do next. Yeah. But, you know, I have to say, if it was me, I'd be drawn more to the villain character, I'd have <laughs> to say, you know. Yes. And I think because it, it's something so kind of fun about playing the villain. And, uh, you know, for you, though, is it like, like what's the key now to playing a, a, a great villain? Is it all in the evil laugh? We uh, evil laugh is good, you know. <laughs> it, 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 the, the great villains are are so evil that you you don't know when they're being evil or not, you know. Yeah. So they can make a joke and laugh, and you're like, oh, because they're very disarming, and yet they're terrifying, you know. But at the same time, I have a problem with villains that are just villainous and have no reason for being villainous other than they just want to create mayhem, you know. So I always feel all villains have to have a plan that they think is good for the world, you know, uh, even though it's completely screwed up to the rest of us. And, you know, because it, it has to justify. I just don't like mustache twirling sort of like, I'm going to be evil, you know, because <laughs> what, what's the point of that? Because <laughs> every evil person in the world thinks they're doing something good, sadly. Well, this is the thing. And, you know, you have this, you know, you have elements of this as well in Charlize Theron's character, which I'm hoping might be kind of, you know, unveiled a little bit more in, in uh, the, the further sequels, because this is going to be a huge franchise. You know, this is going to be up there with the likes of Harry Potter. I mean, like when you take that in mind and you, you, you consider how popular the books have been, was it daunting? Because these books are so beloved. Yeah, it was terrifying. You know, I mean, it's a, and it's a giant book, you know, especially the first one. There's so much stuff yeah. in the first book. And that was the hardest part about developing this. I mean, it was being developed for seven years before it was even brought to me. Uh, and then I developed it for another, you know, two years, but, you know, when we were shooting and all through shooting and stuff that we reshot and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, but it, it's I worked very closely with Soman, the, the author, to, you know, kind of say, like, well, what did the fan, what would the fans be sad if they weren't in here? What lines did they like or what scenes are the most key ones you know and through that we were able to kind of find a way to do it because you know you just have to really cherry pick and then create new narratives within it to be able to collapse it and to make it work um, you know, in a, in a shorter version, even though the movie is, you know, still two hours and 15 minutes long, it, it could be, you know, 20 hours long if, yeah. you know, if we didn't pare it down. And then it was fun. We invented stuff, too. The whole concept oh. of blood magic that was, you know, brought in and some new characters okay. like Gregor, you know, he's not in the books and all that. So it was fun ways to kind of illustrate things uh, um, with a shorthand that makes, you know, that adds to it. Oh, it totally does. And like a huge part of this movie is creating the amazing worlds where these characters live. It looks breathtaking. It really does. Now, imagine this is another huge task, creating these locations. Was there a lot of kind of consulting again with the author or did you take inspiration from things that you saw around that you wanted to add in? Yeah, the look I really kind of... I I, you know, we were first inspired by saying we don't want to be Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, when I first <laughs> read it, it was like, oh, God, we're just going to get killed by everybody comparing them. But but that was no reason to not do it. And so when I got together with my my production designer, Andy Nicholson, I said, you know, OK, I made a movie in Budapest called Spy back in 2014. And I was surrounded by all this Art Nouveau architecture, which I thought was so cool and, and kind of almost like French, but very, you know, artistic. And th I, so I said, like, let's base this world on 
that. Let's get away from straight Gothic and try to go that direction. And then he took that and ran with it and found German architecture that I'd never really seen before. And and so we did that. And then with the costumes, you know, in the book, it, they're supposed to wear uniforms. But I thought this is such a melting pot of different fairy tale characters and the offspring of them. And they're coming from all different cultures. So I wanted to just create this sort of fashion show of looks. Oh, it's such a fashion show. Yeah, yeah we, it really is brilliant. All, we created all those from scratch. I mean, those, we did wow. 800 original costumes that were all built, including the shoes and the, the jewellery. We built everything. Oh, they really look stunning. Like it, 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 like for people who are fans of fashion, you're going to get your fashion fix in this movie as well. You really yes. will. <laughs> now, seeing as this movie is set in two very different schools with the popular kids and the bullies and the nerdy kids, I mean, I'm probably going to guess maybe what group you fell into, Paul, because I'm a massive fan of Freaks and Geeks series that you created. But uh, what kind of kid were you at school? And would you have ended up in the good school or the evil school? Well, I would definitely end up in the good school, even though I wish I was in the evil school. <laughs> I wish I was as cool as the evil kids, but uh, sadly, I'm, I'm too much of a goody two-shoes. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely, you know, the, the, the nerd, nerdy guy who was definitely just trying to get through school without getting beat up and trying to make people laugh. You know, possibly a lot of it out of self-preservation of like, if I make them laugh, they won't kill me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be... Uh, I don't know if I'd be a prince. I would probably fail and end up being <laughs> being a, a talking tea kettle or a mouse or a <laughs> <wish> <laughs> And talking about style, I've seen your style, Paul. You'd be a very stylish teapot, can we just say? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> I have my own tea, tea cozy that I bring. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this is setting it up, obviously, for a sequel, which is really exciting. There's going to be a whole kind of spate of movies coming out of this. I can't let you go without asking you about sequels. One of my listeners today wants to know, first of all, is there going to be a bridesmaid sequel? And I want to also find out, I think there's going to be a spy sequel, isn't there? Well, I, that gets misreported on the internet a lot, but it's it's definitely could happen. Um, oh. It's not in the works at the moment, but I actually know what I want the story for the sequel to be, to spy. So that would Brilliant. be really fun. And then bridesmaids, I don't know, that's really more up to Kristen Wiig, really. And, yeah. and I'm my instinct is to not do a sequel because sequels are are hard, and that's not necessarily a movie that you would normally say we want a sequel to. Because it's not I don't know. They could, they could go to a baby shower for the next I one. I know. <laughs> but, he, but here's the thing, though. That movie worked because it was all about Kristen Wiig falling apart yeah. and repairing that's her true. life. So I can't have her fall apart again. Or you'd be like, no, oh, it's it too together, much. Lady. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, congratulations on The School of Good and evil it's absolutely been such a pleasure chatting with you i can't wait for everybody to see this thank you so so much for joining me today thank you Sinead. It's, it's honor and you are great thank you so much lmfm podcasts with cnc carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237 hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.